It's the Pay It Forward podcast brought to you proudly by our friends at Glenwood State Bank. I'm Chris Valentine. That's Chelsea Lee from Chris and Chelsea in the morning on 100.7 Kick FM. So we have a special guest joining us this week in the Pay It Forward podcast, Ann Gaish, the CEO of FamilyWise. Good morning, Ann. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us, Ann. Now, normally we talk to you in October, November, December as we're gearing up for the Radio Fund and Child Abuse, um, just huge collaborative efforts. We have loved working with your organization so much and all of your great people down there as we take on this huge, complex issue of preventing child abuse. And of course, April is Child Abuse Prevention Month. That's right. And we are so appreciative for the partnership and the great support that your communities have given to this issue. And um, this year, again, was like an incredibly successful Radiothon, and we know that we can't do it with everybody, you know, doing their part. And it's an effort that goes all year long, so we really appreciate the opportunity to take another chance to talk about it. And it's good that I'm glad that we get to talk to you more than once a year. We should make this uh, a common occurrence, and <laughs> um, aside from just our Radiothon and child abuse, as Chelsea uh, said over there, uh, for those that are new to the uh, organization, or I guess FamilyWise itself, tell us a little bit about family wise in what you guys do yes so family wise which is also the home of prevent child abuse minnesota um, is a statewide organization and our mission is really about um, strong families we recognize that parenting is hard under the best of circumstances and um, that there are many families that aren't in the best of circumstances so we do some direct services like some parent education and working with young parents And then we also do a lot of work um, within communities to bring them information and resources around child abuse prevention, around um, adverse childhood experiences and community resilience and helping communities plan themselves for um, where they see gaps in services and needs and how they can meet those needs for the families in their community. I love that. So when you hear the words child abuse, you know, eventually I would like the whole community, the whole world to be trained when they hear those words, not just a a shock, you know, reaction, but a response to that saying, you know what, here's how we can support that child. Here's how we can address, you know, the family situation. And here's how we can move forward. And I feel like each year with collaborations with organizations like yours in our communities, that we're getting closer and closer to those goals of everybody having a safe place to grow up. Absolutely. You know, I think that sometimes we think, you know, well, I'm not a parent or my kids are grown. You know, what role is there for me in child abuse prevention? But, you know, we're all neighbors to each other and we're all part of a community and um, families need all the support in their communities. You know, the saying it takes a village is really true. And I think family isolation and family stress are things that kind of end up, you know, leading to child abuse. And so how can we as a community make sure that families have what they need so their children can thrive? We're chatting with Ann Gaish, the CEO of FamilyWise. Now, when we say the term child abuse, a lot of people just automatically think it's just physical abuse, right? What other types of abuse do we most uh, commonly see, Ann? Well, I think the most common type of abuse that we see is is really neglect, which, you know, maybe isn't intentional abuse, but it is um you know, it, it, it creates situations where children can't thrive. So it might be something like educational neglect or medical neglect, but it's also, you know, families not having the basic resources. So housing and food and, um, you know, the things that they need to kind of sustain their family. And then, of course, that also includes, um, you know, kind of emotional abuse or um, verbal abuse. So sometimes it's the way we use our language and that we're not, again, creating safe spaces for, the, for children to grow up. 
And then, you know, you've talked about physical abuse. There's also sexual abuse. So that's kind of the spectrum that we talk about when we think about child abuse. How are our families doing? And I know that you guys do a lot of research and you have something called the Family Wellbeing Index. What, what does that reflect? So this is the second year that we've put out a Family Wellbeing Index because we feel like the conversation hasn't really been around some of those key indicators for families. And I think we know that our families are still struggling. I think the most striking thing in this year's report has been the information that has come out about mental health mm. and that, you know, during the pandemic, you know, more than half of, you know, adults have stated that they have felt depression and anxiety, which should not surprise us. I mean, that seems like a natural response. But then when you look at the information on our youth, um, you know, youth that are reporting depression and anxiety has tripled in the last 10 years. And, you know, what we're hearing and seeing is that there just aren't resources to help support families. So families are really struggling with how to get their young people help. Wow. And I think we can all relate to that, too. And it's tough because when you're a parent, you don't have this go to handbook, you know, for for each situation. And sometimes the reactions are are maybe shame, like they feel like they should be able to have, you know, control of the situation um, instead of maybe asking for support. So I really hope there are resources out there to support these families that are nonjudgmental to just give Mm -hmm. them the love that they need for for a healthy environment. Oh, and I love that you said that, Chelsea, because I do think that there's so much stigma around asking for help. And in some ways, I think that's the best skill we can teach our kids. It's the best thing we can model. But I also think because of that, it really, like any single one of us can see someone and like, you know, question whether they're struggling. And instead of waiting for them to ask for help, maybe we step in and find ways to to offer them help or to check in with them. And, um, And especially if you're somebody that knows of community resources, you can be a great conduit or navigator in helping families connect with what they need. Great information. Uh, we're speaking with uh, Ann Gage, CEO of FamilyWise. Uh, I heard that you have a couple of awards you want to uh, kind of talk about right now, Ann. Yeah, so as part of Child Abuse Prevention Month, we like to um, recognize different organizations across the state that are doing important work on this issue. So we announced our Pinwheels for Prevention awardees. Um, and I think, you know, one that's probably close to your community is the Pact for Families Collaborative. Um, I think they've probably won multiple awards over the years. But it really is just an opportunity to recognize organizations that are um, really looking at collaborative efforts to support families. Um, and so we just want to kind of lift those up. So I think we had, um, let's see, how many, 11 award winners this year. Um, and they range, in, you know, from everything to like a drop-in center for homeless youth, to groups that are offering parenting education services, um, you know, some of those groups that offer circle of parents groups or, um, you know, uh, family time um, programs. So it's a wide range of services that we have available for families in our communities. This is so cool. And I have my pinwheel pin from last year, too. Very <laughs> proud of that with Hubbard. Um, and it's just a reminder of do your part, reach out, be compassionate, be loving. Um, our kids need us. And I'm not talking about just yours, but all the kids in the community and in our state. So this is just so awesome. And to see all of those award recipients, which you can get at familywiseservices.org on their website. And uh, Anne, how can you prevent child abuse? I know it's a complex topic, but what's your response to that tough question? So I think there are many ways that you can prevent child abuse. I think on a very individual level, 
It is about being present in your community, you know, mentoring a child, offering support, mentoring the parents, offering support to them, helping them connect, um, taking action on some of the basic needs that families have. So, you know, I think about, you know, um, you know, programs that support food insecurity and making sure that families have what they need. Those are all very individual actions. And then at community levels, I think you can think about, you know, how are you creating a community that is welcoming to a family? Um, there's a program called the Wakanja Project that has been done in Ramsey County for years where they even looked at, like, what's the environment? So if a family's going into a WIC clinic, how do we make sure that the waiting room is accommodating for kids? How do we make sure that, you know, um, they even talk about, like, how do you intervene at a grocery store when you see a parent shopping and, you know, you can tell that they're, their child is, is about to throw a temper tantrum and they're stressed out and they feel like everybody's looking at them. And, yeah. you know, how can you make a connection? Like, you know, my favorite is to kind of look at them and say, like, you know, don't you wish that they would get away from putting all the candy at eye level of the toddlers in the cart? <laughs> and that makes them laugh and it can kind of break up that sense of tension. So how do you make a connection with a family in a genuine way? And then I think thinking at a systems level and how are we advocating for policies that support families? Like, you know, support for early childhood education. I know in our report we noted that there's almost 100,000 um, children waiting for spots in early childhood education in the state of Minnesota. Wow. Um, and so how do we support um, building new programs for early childhood ed? How do we support um, things like paid family leave? Because we know that that's a huge need for families. So there's things that you can do at every level. And we identify some of those calls to action in our Family Wellbeing Index, which, again, as Chelsea said, you can find at FamilyWiseServices.org. I think uh, most people know that uh, we do our Radiothon every single year. It's uh, right before Christmas, towards the end of the year in December, uh, where we ask people to make pledges and donations to go to such a great cause uh, in, and family-wise in the Radiothon to end child abuse. And if somebody's listening right now and they weren't able to donate in December, or maybe they weren't able to do it financially at that time, are, you take donations and pledges year-round, right? Like right now, if somebody wanted to? Absolutely. People could send us, you know, a check or contact us about pledging to Radiothon. I think just the other day we got in a check fulfilling a pledge. So um, we're very happy to do that and want to make sure that people understand that, you know, 60% of the dollars raised goes back to your local community. Um, and it supports efforts, you know, um, it within, you know, across the state, but also very locally. So it's, it's wonderful to see how people are committed to um, supporting those efforts. Changing the world. We are honoring and talking about Child Abuse Prevention Month. Thank you so much, Ann Gaish, the CEO of FamilyWise Services. We're looking forward to another successful year about getting the word out of this important, important message. Thank you so much for having me. This has been another Pay It Forward podcast presented by Glenwood State Bank.